Okay, you're okay, Sean? Okay, we'll go back to um, two very important things from last night before we go back to the Marmar Canvas. Uh, first of all, to start with a uh, sort of a milseb b'dichusa. So, um, one of our listeners sent in the following uh, interesting fact about his uh, personal cuisine or that of his figure. I quote, uh, we had pumpkin pie this past Yantiv. I kid you not. As a dessert, and my mother-in-law bakes it all winter. Yeah, it's with lots of sugar and delicious. That's what he, maybe this is your uh, code name. Um, he says, the Mishnah mentions in a Kalayim, that's not so, depends how you tie your gourd, pumpkin, whatever, that's not so, uh, that's not so partial, which, which type we're talking about, but it's possible. Um, yeah, as I said last night, it's not kosher, Yashon Chal Yisrael, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, and if you eat it, it's not chukah uh, same. I wouldn't have the pumpkin pie on Halloween, though. That's certainly, uh, but um, again, just what proves the cider? point. What? What about apple cider? Apple cider or something to do with the holiday? They seem to be serving it around Halloween. The... I don't know if they serve it on Halloween. But... I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Because because that was. Uh... They don't serve pumpkin pie. Yeah. Oh. I think pumpkin pie is Thanksgiving. Okay, so that was uh, that was one. Uh, let me go back to Yaakov's two points. I think this is really fascinating, and it, it'll bring a, it'll bring us to a very important chiluk uh, lahalacha. He started saying last night, as I asked, we were talking about we finished with the clinking. We were talking about the lachayim. Is that kosher? Is not kosher? Seems very Jewish, uh, very high mission. Everybody does it, and. <clears throat> He sent to me, again, the, these, uh, anything you get off of the, and that's not Tarami Sinai, uh, but it's interesting. There's a, a, a book called International Handbook of Alcohol and Culture. If you missed it, if you missed it, you guys just don't know how to live. What can I tell you? Um, it says here, it's, it's amazing how they come up with these things. It says, toasting is probably a secular vestige of an ancient sacrificial libation in which a sacred liquid is offered to the gods, blood or wine in exchange for a wish or prayer summarized in the words long life or to your health. If that's true, we're in big trouble. So Yaakov asks, well, why is Lachaim different? And is it a kosherized version? And then he said, I'm afraid if I'm been on all these uh, sources, nothing's going to be moted. So you don't have to worry about that because we try to be as makeable as possible in general. Uh, the trick in Chukosem Lo is that normally you don't ask the thing unless you know for sure. Here it's also me suffering. With all that said, I believe it's still mutter. And certainly the minig island is to say l'chaim. And their truth is mentioning that already in, in, in Mahagam's farm and the like. And nobody really questions it. Based on this source, why not? Why isn't it a problem? The answer is, this is an interesting uh, guess, historical guess. I don't think it could be there was such a thing. But if l'chaim makes sense that when you are drinking wine, you want to wish something, even though if you think about it for a moment, what's the connection? But if that's the minig, and that's the minig is all across the board, unlike clinking, which I found one or two firm that even mentioned it, then I believe you cannot assert misafek like al-tukul le'salechu, because it makes sense. Ad might have a makar, they were doing it to the avodazar also, and the answer is yeah, they went to the Avodah and wished, uh, wished each other a bracha or asked the Avodah for some long life. You can't ask giving people brachas because they asked that from their Avodah So I don't believe that's going to ask one second. And he says, this is even more of a pella, by handshaking, which already I mentioned to you, there was some Anashim Gedalim who felt uncomfortable and felt it was Goyish. If 
fact that it's a little guyish doesn't mean it's necessarily also Al-Sukhasayim. This one is, I don't know what people uh, come up with this thing besides the Eschus and the Yagdotar of Yadira. The Egyptian hieroglyphic of an extended hand represents the verb to give. The symbol finds its derivative in the shaking of hands, which represented the legend of handing over power. They don't even say this in the Suffolk. They're sure about this. It represented the legend of handing over power from a god to an earthly ruler. Hence the Babylonian ritual of all ancient societies, to quote, he's picking on bubble, in which the king clasps the hands of the statue and he even quotes the god. I don't want to say the name, because that's a different Shailin place in which we'll discuss during the New Year's festival so that his authority is transferred to the next year. When Babylon fell to the Assyrians, this is all in uh, you know, Daniel and other such uh, uh, Ksuvim, when it fell to the Assyrians, hands kept right on shaking with the new kings carrying out the ancient ritual for fear of offending the gods. This might be true. So then the question is, well, if this might be true, then why don't we ask for me suffix? My cool over here, just in the after the minute, nobody, nobody asks it. There were those uh, who were cheshish that they had a bad makar. It's the same thing, and I, and I have a stronger cool about handshaking. As I mentioned last night, there are two good logical reasons why people handshake. They want to make a connection. When you touch, you're making a personal connection. And the theory about always wondering who's trying to poison you by the clinking over here is who is armed, and you want to get his hand not dipping into his, uh, near his belt to grab a sword. It was a way of protecting yourself. First one is certainly true. The second one is anybody's guess. The fact that this might have been also a way to shake the hand of a god to make that connection, just showing you that they're making the connection. I don't believe it's enough to answer, even though it's a little scary. Both these sources, but uh, Lamaisa, the Menig is the Menig, and I believe Lach Lamaisa is Mutter. Yes? I, I heard recently, a couple years ago, somebody said the reason that the Chaim thought it was they used to give people a certain before they were executed. <coughs> to differentiate. Yeah, I've seen that. The Norris Sanhedrin says they used to give them a very strong drink with a uh, drug to make them very drowsy, so that it, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, again, the Shiley is that retrofitting uh, a new meaning that was adopted somewhere else. That's, that's, that's what's frightening about the sugya. Lamaisa, uh, a lot of things we're going to be specific about, a lot of things are also, I, I think Lamaisa, the meaning is, say l'chaim, ain mefakfikin, the handshaking, even though the also I believe, is mikir adin mutter. And even the maisa we told from the Sapa Kedisha, he did it when the person already was an uncomfortable, like standing there with his hands out. And uh, if he felt it was really also, he wouldn't have, he would have told him the din. So I think uh, that yes, it probably was done more by the guy and maybe adopted more, but that doesn't necessarily answer it. Some of the tail end of the Shia two nights ago uh, asked me about, we're talking about the office, asked about wearing jewelry. If anything, it's a Soviet little Yulbush. And when people ask me the, on the rare occasion, somebody will call me. It's not usually somebody here from the shul to understand why we hear the Shaila, and he wants to know is there any problem with wearing a wedding band in the office? Guy's wearing a wedding band. Is it not yeshivish? It's not yeshivish. Um, is it usher? Can't say right away. Lo yubush. There were lots of men wearing lots of jewelry when they left Mitzrayim. I know that because mechet eagle, they donated a lot of it. So it wasn't lo yubush because uh, people were men wore jewelry and men used to wear chasher. Men used to wear signet rings. Yehuda, Ben Yaakov, and other such notables. So. Um, if a lot of men were wedding beds, you can't say it's low yubush. Uh, again, uh, don't do it. Uh, rumors fly around. The rabbi who signed the cold curry about the bars just told everybody they can wear a ring. Uh, 
I don't, it's not us or it's not us or the question is, is it or not? Okay, so obviously the minute is not to. The people who ask me, usually we're asking because they're a little uncomfortable, but they want people to know they're married so they don't start uh, trouble in the office. I said, if you're wearing a yarmulke in the office, that's one of the usually won't start up anyway. He said, yeah, I was not wearing a yarmulke. A couple of times people asked me about this. And then I understood at least what his style was. They didn't know he was from. Okay, so it's a different shayla under a separate cover. Yes, there was a hand here. Just in general, like, you know, there are a lot of window open stories also that, you know, sometimes a weird minimum will start. Like, like a story like the, the brisker of, like, little menorah and everything. That wasn't about the brisket where you saw You must have heard from a Litvak. The, they say the Rebbe used to bend down, then they found out there was a low drain pipe. Like okay, yeah, it was uh, a... Yeah, so you have to... Right, but I'm saying that, that it could be that along the way that, you know, all these things that you're reading in the alcohol guide to America, that they To culture, yeah. Culture, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right, it's not, you know, a lot of these things... No, I say right away, it's not Terry Messina. Right. I, but I, I'm answering, even if it is true, I would not start based on that right, over here, because... You have to do research. I, any story I tell over here about any, any historical fact, if I'm not sure, I'll say that. If I didn't verify it to the best of my ability, here we're quoting from uh, non Halago Wikipedia or wherever I got it from. It's certainly not Terry Mizinai. Lahabdullah uh, of And it's, I believe it might have been true. Maybe they did research. But even if they're doing it for the God, to shake the hand of the God is the same reason why you shake a human hand, is you want to make that connection. That doesn't mean they were only shaking the hands of the God. They might have been shaking each other's hands also, which means that you can't answer. That's my, that's my point. They're saying to the Lachayim, they might have been giving brachas, asking for brachas from the God, but they might have been doing it to each other also. That's my, that's my angle of huckle over here. Yeah. Yeah, so what's a little suspect, the handshaking I'm more sure about. What's a little suspect by the, by the line is that whenever you're talking about wine and libation, it's already more suspect. And that's why I was a little nervous when I saw this Makar. But with that, you can't ask the Lachaim. The clinking in the glass is enough of, a, enough of a tumult. I don't believe you can ask. Again, there's no chiv to do it. You could just drink wine, make kiddush. There's no chiv to... Um, I don't think I've ever in my life made a Lachaim or a toast. You have to be drinking wine to be able to be in the parish. Yeah, so, so I'm certainly, I wasn't mavatal any ase, I wasn't mavatal any mini If you're doing it, then you're in that, you're into that type of stuff. Okay, so then uh, I don't believe you can answer it, even though based on this, it's a uh, drop nerve wracking. But again, that already saw in Sfarim that they were discussing the Lachayim, and they're probably more makuris to defend that than the, uh, than the clinking. Okay, let's now go to the government, Hishtadlus, with the Romans who are acting like Romans, and they're dressed up as Romans, and they're really Hilgiyidin, trying to protect clay. So I'll go to page four. On the top right-hand corner of the base Yasef, you have a Dibam Askel, penned in by me to save a paper. Al-Tashkis, four words. Misha Karv Lamalchis, Mutur Bikol. If you Karv Lamalchis and you're dressing like the Romans to mix in, mingle, and be there at the right time to be Mavatul then it's Mutur. So he brings a few Makaris to this in the base Yasef. Everybody see at the top line? which was a very distinctive Goyusha haircut, which was normally an Issa Dereza, and they gave him a head to get such a haircut, and he had to look like one of them to befriend them and mix in. Normally they asked to get 
into Greek culture and to learn what was termed Chachma Yavanis. We might on the separate cover have to explain exactly how you define Chachma Yavanis, but that's not important for now. But normally what was also for the rest of Klai Yisrael, they allowed them to do it, Neisher Kreven Lamalchus Hoyu, which means that they had to be able to mingle. They often, we have many stories, they're in Sukkah, they're traveling to Rome. They had to be able to mingle and have a discussion with them. I uh, tell people uh, who... Uh, talk about the challenge at work of having any common ground with the Goyim in the office to be able to talk shop but just talk business. You know, you go out to lunch, 98% of it is schmoozing and 2% is, uh, is business. So um, they, they often forenfer, sorry, is that forenfering or is it chicken or the egg, but they said, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to follow sports, but I have to because I have to have something to talk about. Okay. If that's true, then, uh, then that's relatively kosher. It's certainly better than... Uh, putting on a Roman suit and uh, at least he lets you wear a yarmulke, lets you show up, a kosher restaurant. And, okay, so then uh, if you have to discuss something, he's not going to want to hear Divrei Terror. So you discuss the most kosher thing you could find and get that common ground. But th- that's the problem here. And there's God. They wanted to be able to converse with them and sound intelligent, so they mounted the Chachma Yavonis for this. And mind you, the Rabbi Gamil basically is dealing with the Romans and they were learning Chachma Yavonis, which is Greek, but that's not a kasha because it was talking about the philosophy, the other things they were learning, which was uh, learned the latest kufa as well. To sit before their monarchs, or the senators, now, Ganai, here's an interesting word, because uh, don't run away with this, because unfortunately a common line of the Reformed Jews who were in America long before the Orthodox came in great numbers and they had big tainas on the from people. Yeah, you're embarrassing us, and you're embarrassing yourself, and it's Ganai, and it's un-American, and it's all the tainas of the yamakas, and the tzitzis, and the hats, and the payas. And the, that was always used, and it's still felt among somebody who doesn't understand this. Ganai, I can't do it. That's not what he means. Ganai doesn't mean that you should be embarrassed of your Yiddishkeit. It means that you're sitting in the halls of power, and you have to get on the good side. You're trying to... Uh, uh, get them to think that you're one of them so they can feel that they should listen to you, then the Ganai is going to make a difference. And he spells it out. They won't look like them. Uh, today, uh, I have nothing good to say about liberals, but one of the nice things about America is you can at least outwardly wear yarmulke, go to Washington, go to the Hanukkah party in the White House and look very Jewish, and they won't necessarily hold it against you. But that's a recent phenomenon, and that was never the case before, and they had to be there, and they had to, to mingle with them. They matted the clothing, they matted the knowledge, the Greek discussions, they matted the haircut, and now the big question is, how? So this is the race, how had they matted this? Vim timer. It's a very important question with two very different answers. This is an Isidoraisa with Malchus. This is not an Asmachta, and it's not if a Dorbon, it also be serious. A real Doraisa with real Malchus. How? We know why. How did they matter it? What did they do with the Isidoraisa here? So there are two Tiruts. If I would ask anybody here before you see these two Tiruts, and you'd say, it's a Kanastafashis. No. Everything is mutter in Tamsa Kansafashis, unless it's direct Avodazar, Shvichazdam, or Gazerites, right? There's not one of them. Even like a Taina, maybe it's a Shemit of Avodazar, but it's a separate answer. Problem is the Nadi Yehuda. Nadi Yehuda says clearly, and I quote the Nadi Yehuda because it's, it's a rule for the whole Sugya. He's talking about autopsies in the time of Nadi Yehuda. And autopsy is normally as the race, as Nivala Mace, you've got to bury the whole body. 
That's normally Asr. Hanaf Lameis, Nidl Lameis. Hanaf is a Shaila, if you're only looking at it. That's what we'll get into that later. But it's an Isr. So that either says, it's Mutter to do an autopsy if you have a Magaifa Leilin in front of you and you're trying to figure out the reason and there's a direct cause right now and you have to research right now. Not Stam autopsies as most of the time they're done for the furtherance of medical knowledge long term training medical students, which might be important if there weren't an Isser over here, or if you're working with a cadaver of an Akum with there's no Isser Hana, and there's no Isser, no Chiv Kfura. But for a year to be over this Isser is a problem unless it's a Sakana Lifonecha. How do you define Lifonecha nowadays? A good question. Time the University of Prague. If they had a problem, they were the hospital in Prague, they would investigate it. There's Kiddush that doing autopsies then already. Uh, but uh, it's the beginning of modern medicine, I guess. And he says, that's the only case is mutter. It's got to be a sakan lefanecha. Today, you can tie it well. Everybody's online everywhere in uh, direct communication, and uh, there could be a chedla in Australia. They need something over here. So if they find a cause, they might actually help somebody. It depends. Is it general research, or is there a mad rush with tremendous federal funding to find the cure for... I won't even bother saying it online because uh, whatever. When they were trying to, there was a mad rush to find a cure for something which they're working on all over the world. And the, the knowledge that was shared by everybody right away was important for that. And they actually made headway. That, that might not to that if there were many Yidden who were uh, in need of the assistance. Um, the reason I bring this up over here is because if you just give an answer that it's Sakhans the Fushers, you're going to have a problem with this Nadi Yehuda. It's not, they didn't start doing a shtadlis in the government because it was a direct sakana now. They did it years and years and years in advance to have a lobby in the government so when the gzera would come, they'd be able to deal with it. That's very not direct. It could be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So then, what's the heter? So we'll discuss that right now. But it's not, it's not posh. And Taimar, Kim the right says, again, milkin amilaki alao hecha yakabi acham lahati isatar lekrabi amalchad. Yesh Taimar. Answer number one. Because I need Jews there at all times to bridge the uh, gap and uh, stand in the breach, so to speak. And they were there, or Babylonians, they were there to, um, to help out. So, why do you need the Cham Temata this if it's a Kansafashis? I believe the answer is because there's no Behuda. Also, no Behuda, I don't need a Kashan of Terence Messiah if it's direct Kansafashis. The answer is it's not. It's planning in advance because, by and large, we know over time there's a need for lobbyists. So, Hamim recognized that, and therefore they said, We're telling you to go ahead and do this because if you don't do it, there's definitely going to be Sakhans Tafash as opposed to the Behuda saying, well, either you need to come out in front of you, can't just do research because maybe in 50 years you'll find something. Here the Chum assessed that it's not immediate. But if you don't have something now, in 50 years it's going to be a direct Sakhan and therefore they mounted it. But you need the Chum to assess that That's and come out with that head. It wasn't a, well, it was a long-term hurrah shah. It was basically saying that the Nehudah Behuda applies over here. If I can put it in short. Now the says it's got to be something in front of you because just to constantly do medical research without knowing whether it's ever going to be no gear is not mutter. He's the Chamin, they says with answer, the first there is the Chum assessed that we need people in positions like this because it was always a problem. We don't know when, we don't know where, but we know it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And therefore, they labeled it as the Constafashis. And the Vida, of course, would agree. So I don't believe it's just a Rasha. A Rasha, in regards to had they seen America now, they wouldn't allow it. 
Okay, so then it's our Rashal. What wasn't the Yerlum Void? It was on a Perni basis. But not that they're rescinding it. They're only saying, do it where it applies. Unfortunately, for the last 2,000 years, it applied. For the last 50 years, it doesn't. Baruch Hashem. That's, that's the difference. He's going to say that at the end. It's not a blanket head that they can start dressing however they want. It's on a per need basis, the amount they need for the level of comfort to mix with the, with the, uh, with the people of power. That's the answer. Yes? Is it because any time, let's say, that the you don't not they could. It was so constant. Every other Gemara that on a ship to Rome to rescind the Gezeras were, it wasn't every day, but it was common. Antoninus and Rebbe, they had a couple of decades where they didn't, but it was constant enough that Chazal felt we've got to make a low plug lakul over here. We need people there. And, and the Nadbida, of course, would have to agree with that. I'm just fitting it in with the Rebbe Huda's uh, notion. Is, is, is there a Chazaka with all there was a chazaka for 2,000 years. Now, get, no. In America, no. It's not necessary. We see it's not necessary. It's clear. That's the first terrorist. Let's go to the second terrorist. It's very different. Um, before we get there, there's one more riot. The first word line is Chabez Vahanu. This is an interesting application, by the way. All the ones that he brought so far were about people the Gemara tells were dressed like Romans or, or Bavliam and undercover. Now he brings an example of the Gemara in Sanhedrim. Hanu tough Yeladim. David Malch had 400 children from Yefas Tayrim. Shadavashu Masapri Kumi, and they had the special Gaisha haircut. Umagadli Blurius, Hanach Nami, Mishamatzalis Yisol Sharalu, Dahava Azli Brasha Gersis, Labuse, Avim. The Gemara says, very interesting, and the head of his army, he had his uh, Green Berets, and they were all children, safest people for a king to have in his army. He put them in the front. They were children of Yefas Tayrim, so they looked not too Yiddish in the first place, genetically, which tells me they were probably bigger and huskier than the rest of the army. And he allowed them to take this very Goyesha haircut and dress the part so when the Goyim would face David Melch in battle, they'd see, uh-oh, look, look what's going on in the front there. He must have conquered some of the He already took them into his army. We're, we're finished, we're gone. They would get scared. Psychological warfare. And they, and they would be already running the other direction. Yeah, but, but they looked... It's, it doesn't help if you put a special haircut on them and they have very Jewish feature, features with a beard and pace. It's not going to do the trick. They looked the full party and he insisted they looked apart. Ah, what happened to Chukas Emelis Aleichem? It's the same idea. Is it the Rex Council of Of course not. There were a lot of Nisim. He knew how to fight guns. Fine. There were some good Jewish warriors. Yoyev and Avner weren't slouches. But... Lamaisa was dangerous, and Davimel did lose some men. We know that. So the more kayak psychologically you can have in the front to scare them out of their wits, the more lives we save. That's considered a general sakana, even though there's no direct threat. Interesting. So that's also something you'd have to plug the Nadvita into. Fascinating application, and they matter this isser of Chukrasayim for them. That's terrorist number one. Terrorist number two. It's a very different terrorist. The first line is Lamer, but you have it. Terra didn't define Chukosemles Olechu. This is a very different Terra with big nafkaminas. He says the Terra didn't spell out exactly what it is. That's why we're spending and will be spending quite an amount of time to figure out what is the exact parameter of Chukosemles Olechu. Terra wrote Chukosemles Olechu. Masra Dava Lechachamim. This should sound a little familiar, especially in the last month or so. There are only a couple of the races that even have such a notion, and it's always a machalikus vishayim. Here it's two, two terrorists on the base of It says the derisa is there, but the derisa isn't a fixed derisa. 
the parameters were given over to the Chum to decide what's included in Chukasayim and what's not, whatever they say is becomes an Isdara, so whatever is not becomes Mutter. What am I thinking of? There's only one, maybe two other examples. One famous example of this where many Rishonim say, what? Chalamoid. Chalamoid is a three way machlekes. What is Chalamoid? Some Risham holds Dereisim, some hold Dereisim. The Bilbacha brings the third option that is Dereisim, Mosul, Chachamim. If you never heard this concept, it's a very hard concept to understand, but it means the same thing it means over here. That is, that is Dereisim, but the Dereisim was left to Chazal to explain, based on Tarish Malpeh, which Malachas they think the Torah meant are Mutter, and which are also the ones that are Mutter, Mutter, Gamma, the ones that are also not Asmed Dabon, they become Asmed Dereisim. A fascinating, fascinating concept. It doesn't appear it's less than the fingers of one hand. But the second tarot, the he's not sure about this, and the Chalmud is not a double portion either. He says, first tarot is long-term Sakhans Tafashis, David Melch used it in battle, and Chazal used it with the Romans and the Greeks and everybody else. Second tarot says, no, it was never an Israelite in the first place. This is less of a traditional way because then you don't have to bump into the problem of the Yudah, it's not direct Sakhans Tafashis. That's what you're avoiding. And the second tarot is, but it's a different Kiddush, is that, well, it's Daraisa, as a Pasuk, the definition, the parameters are up to Chazal, and when Chazal decide whatever's mutter, whatever, whatever scenario's mutter, which they only matter over here, in the case of the government, Ishtadlis, and, and wartime, even though it's not direct Sakhans they felt that was mutter because that's due cause, and whatever is also remains in Issa Daraisa with Malchus. That's, that's what he's coming out, and Uri, we will still get to, well, maybe they mattered if Muslim come, maybe they mattered uh, business, losing money, making money, so we, we still have to discuss that. Let's just finish off over here. First line is Adam. Uh, they didn't ask her for Kerem Lamalchus, where's that going to apply if you're in the government? Even with Kerem Lamalchus, they still have the answer. They still have an answer to start wearing crazy t shirts and crazy haircuts when they retire. And when they're not in the government, the answer still belongs there, just in this scenario, it doesn't. Since it's Muslim Chachamim, it remains Mutalagami for them and Nisa Dereis and any other scenario. Interestingly enough, we're going to see next week in Mitzvah the Taz, when he brings it down the Lacha, we're going to start, I'm going to show you the Shulchan Aruch next week itself. The Taz brings down the second reason. That's Muslim Chachamim, not that they were matering it for Sakhans Tafashis. It's still true. The secretary agrees they matered it for Sakhans Tafashis. But the problem is it wasn't direct Sakhans Tafashis. Here they're saying, but there's a need and it's clear they're doing it for this purpose of the safety, security of Klai Yisrael. Chazal cited that, but wasn't included in the Isser. And they have the Yisra only when they don't need it. Similar to the Cholomite split up, and the Mitzvah will go over that uh, next week.